Your pen, you ready? It describes what was pens. It was iron. It was firm. It was mineral. Hey, I think we got one. This is Holmes. And this is Thomas. And welcome to Sitting on the Bench. We are back with Sitting on the Bench. How, how, howdy do da, everyone. How are you? Um, I'm great. <laughs> everyone I guess no one else can really respond. So <laughs> everyone in this two-person room, um, we we're we're doing great. It's the end of January, um, start of a good year. Twenty twenty has been very eventful. Oh yeah, very eventful. many many things going on. We the just, wildfires, the impeachment, the something else. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like January. Well, it was it was the I- Iran the strike. Yeah, 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 the Iran. Oh, and Iran. actually, well, uh, a good a good moment for our boy Kobe Bryant. May he rest in peace. Actually, that is He's pretty sad. He's balling with Jesus. And I I do love basketball. Um, I was never the biggest Kobe fan, but gotta respect it is, the athleticism. It, it, it is sad, and I do respect his game, and yeah. it's sad for him and his daughter and everyone else. So, and this is only in January, folks. And uh, there's actually one other pretty big thing that happened, or is still happening in January, that uh, we're gonna talk about today. Any guesses? In the back, in the back, you? Nope, no guesses. It is the coronavirus. The coronavirus, y'all. We're getting to a very interesting topic today that we have been a little fascinated with the last few weeks. And we want to dive deeper into like the numbers behind it, the history, what it means, the implications, and going forward what could happen. But it's definitely it's definitely of significance now. I mean, it started out small, but now it's it's raising enough concern. So we want to dive into it a little bit, talk about it, and we're going to get right into it. Um, yeah. So I just want to give a little uh, disclaimer that we aren't doctors. <laughs> so We're not experts in the least. We don't... <laughs> well, this is all like internet research, so you know what that means. Like, we don't know what we're doing, so... If, if we get something wrong, wrong or we say something that's very just wrong, that's... We're, yeah, we're a bunch yeah. of college students. We're not. <laughs> also, we're recording this at 10 o'clock at night on January 30th, 2020. And so by the time people listen to this, the numbers will have already changed for a lot of these. So just FYI, we're working with the numbers from today and not from future numbers that obviously we won't know. January 30th. Yes. So that's where we're pulling our numbers from. Perfect. So do you want to give a little bit, Holmes, about the background of the coronavirus and like where it comes from and whatnot? Yeah, so yeah, like so at first it emerged I think it was like late December, um, in China that they noticed this this virus and obviously I mean, these things happen, we've seen it before, swine flu, um, SARS and uh, um, other viruses that have come, but it is obviously spread and at this time it is continuing to go further and further, but it, it originated in the city of Wuhan, is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. I mean I don't speak Chinese, <laughs> but Wuhan. Wuhan Chinese and so and it's they don't obviously don't have a cure for it yet, and it's it's spread. And I think they're on, are they on lockdown? Right? They're so uh, or the ban. They've been travel ban. That's what they've done. Actually, so. interesting thing about that little tidbit. Um, I I don't know how many they've done, but I do know for a fact that the United States government sent a seven forty seven chartered flight to Americans that are in Wuhan to get them out, and then they flew really? them to first they flew them to Alaska, and they checked them there. And then they flew them to California. To is that check. just because Alaska is so isolated? Well, was, far, it, it was, was it just cold? It was, or? It was two reasons. First off, it was it's isolated from the rest of the United States. Mm-hmm. Second off, um, it was like a refueling stop as well. 
Right, so it makes sense. So oh, interesting. Kind of, yeah, and I don't know if they're going to do more than that, but I do know, I heard something like China, not China, sorry, but like Japan was thinking about doing that, like Canada was too. I don't know if they've done it, but I saw on the news the other day that I'm like, that's kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's just uh, run through some quick uh, stats, quick numbers with the Wuhan virus so far, the coronavirus. Um, so first off, um, as of now, the total confirmed cases is 9,776. So 9,776 confirmed cases of the coronavirus uh, in the world. Of course, the vast majority of that is in China. I mean, that, that means more more suspected too, but these are like the ones they know for sure. Because the sickness, um, it it's very similar to to like flu-like symptoms, cold-like symptoms, like with the, with the nose, because it goes through the respiratory system. Like I'm pretty sure they thought at first it was pneumonia for most of these. Yeah, that's what, and so... yeah. Um, but, and, but those are the confirmed ones. And there are six confirmed ones in the United States. And so they're uh, Arizona, Phoenix, and then there's one in L.A. and one in San Francisco, Seattle, and then two in Chicago. Just like that. And I think the first one they found was in Seattle, Washington. Yep. It was the first confirmed case in the U.S. Um, right now, as of the total deaths, right now, as of tonight, January 30th, is 213. And so it's, I mean, obviously it's, it's lethal, but it's not, I think, to the extent where the fatality rate is super, super dangerous. Yeah. But I mean, it's really interesting. If you look at a graph of the confirmed cases, it's a, it's a linear model as of now, which means that it's, so it's not exponentially increasing. It's not logarithmic growth, but it's linear, which means it's a, it's a constant rate, right, as of now, which I think is interesting. Because, um, I mean, like, you look at, like, there's been, you know, almost 10,000 confirmed cases, but only, you know, less than 200 who have recovered. So that's why it's, you know, staying a linear rate right there. But, I mean, in the, in the last few days, though, it has, it's it's continued to go up and up. And there's a, there's a few nights we were surprised the jump. We're like, oh! Well, even <laughs> from really, like so we have a little, like, <laughs> infection board on our, like, in our kitchen. We started keeping track of all the, just all the little stats. <laughs> and this morning, we wrote down that there were 7,700 infected cases. And now at night... There's 9,700, 9, so, I mean, 2,000 in less than, what, 12 hours? Is... Yeah, and it's it's come to the point where the World Health Organization has actually declared this as a global emergency. So, I mean, obviously, like, they were worried about it before, but I think they're, you know, making it official that, hey, this is this is pretty serious, just keep, you know, be aware, stay clean, don't, you know, just kind of let get the world on note that this isn't just, like, yeah. another passing, you know, nothing to worry about that. But, I mean, as of right now, it's not, it's not looking... Worldwide pandemic deadly, but it's it's getting to a, a reasonable time to start considering what, what we should do. I mean, it's just very interesting. I mean, um, I just like looking at... So, so the, kind of the whole reason why our whole fascination started is Holmes... Uh, was it on Christmas break you watched the movie? Yeah, it was... Well, so it was over Christmas break that me, me and my family... We, one of the movie, one of our favorite movies is Contagion. It's a two thousand film, two thousand eleven. Um, has a lot of big name actors actually. Mark Wahlberg, right? Or Matt no, Damon? No, Matt Damon. I get the two mixed up all the time. They're they're both dope. So I mean, eh, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> but like Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet. Anyways, but so it's it's about a, a virus that breaks out and causes you know mayhem. Causes mayhem, and it's 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 but it's a very well done movie. It's a very it's scientifically you know accurate. It's very realistic. It kind of it's not it's not too flashy over the top of like okay that's that would you never know, happen. But speaking of it being realistic is. I remember how today I asked if you saw that pandemic doctor explains 
viruses in movies oh, yeah, in, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, so I watched this video on YouTube, and it was like a, a CDC. So I don't know if you know what the CDC is, but Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. Um, uh, this, like, doctor who specializes in, like, epidemics and pandemics. Actually, should we describe the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic? Yeah, sure. I think that's, I think that's a common misconception. <laughs> Sorry, there's, like, a so, million things going through my head right now. There's a lot to talk about here. Well, so, basically, the, so an epidemic is, it's on a more local scale. They're both um, outbreaks of sickness, virus, and a pandemic would be on a worldwide scale. That's to the point where it's it's affecting countries. And so as we see, like, this is obviously, I think it might be still be maybe considered epidemic because it's, sure. it's, it's more it's more localized here's, in China. Well, here's right now. I know Ebola was officially classified as an epidemic. Because that's more it, Africa? It was mostly contained to the Western... West Africa. West Africa. Huh. I mean, even though, yes, there are cases, you know, that spread a little bit here and a little bit there, the vast majority of it was still in West Africa. So I think right now this would be considered... But like epidemic. the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu, Spanish flu would be considered a, a pandemic because it was worldwide and exactly. Actually, so yeah, so I think that's <laughs> so a, good, a good thing the other way. And where I was going with that is, so yeah, so this um, doctor who worked with these diseases with for the CDC, um, he was describing scenes from movies and how realistic and unrealistic they were, uh-huh. and he said with uh, contagion. Um, it's actually like surprisingly like scientifically realistic. Boom, baby. Recommend. I mean, not they, a sponsor, not a sponsor though. <laughs> they just have like a couple like little like improper use like scientific terms, but like all the other science they have is correct. Like That's the great. things they show and stuff. It it really is a good movie. You guys should go check it out. But like we so yeah, so I watched over Christmas break and then the the coronavirus has started kinda of getting big and um, you know, me, Thomas, Landon, our roommates, we were all just kinda of like checking it out and I was like, hey, you guys, should, we should watch this movie. And they're like, okay. And so we watched it. And ever since then, we've kind of been on a, a virus hype, you could yeah. say. Like, okay, this is going to sound terrible, but this is, <laughs> I, like, low-key want this to become, like, a like a pandemic. Like, I low-key want it to become really big. Like, I, of course, like, I wouldn't actually want it to happen, but in my imaginary world, I think it would be kind of, I, it's, I don't yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like, I've always had a fascination, like, natural disasters, world catastrophes, and, like, it's obviously it's terrible for the deaths. We're not, you know, every we're not, yeah, we don't want it to actually died, happen, but, but it'd be very interesting, like, to see what would happen, like, with a social collapse that comes along with it. And... See how it goes down if it really got that bad. So yeah, this this is kind of what's driving us to talk about this and the fascination, but and just like beat the crap up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So as I said, those are those are the numbers as of now. Like I said, they're they're going to continue to go up, but you should go over there or not? Are not baby. Yeah, go for it. So we you <laughs> love the are not. The are not. It's just it makes us sound so scientific, but the are not is stands for the reproductive um rate, the the average rate that the virus can spread from person to person, and so like a an are not of one, would be that you know which is common like with the common flu, that if I have the flu that I am likely on average to get one other person sick. And so in that case, it it doesn't really it doesn't have like the like kind of what Thomas was talking about the linear growth, but it just it just kind of it comes and goes. But they are not estimated for the coronavirus, and it's hard to get some of these these numbers the exacts, but it's estimated between two point three and three point seven. And so that basically, I think you know what we're looking at is that it spreads it spreads a little more than was it with the swine flu or were you saying SARS? I'm trying to figure out what one I was. But that it's it's a little more easy spreadable easily spreadable, oh. but it's not as the fatality rate, it's not quite as deadly. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, the this coronavirus, 
is getting spread easier, more easily, easier, easier, easier more easily. Easy. We're in science mode, not English. <laughs> so the coronavirus is getting spread easier, um, but is less fatal than SARS. So SARS, because okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it off right now. I have it pulled up right here. So um, tell it to him. Tell it to him. So according to the World Health Organization, so the WHO, the who, the who, who, who baby, who daddy, who daddy, who yo daddy. <laughs> Anywho, sorry, inappropriate, inappropriate Thomas, you're an idiot. Go, go. Okay, sorry, okay. So, um, the SARS virus infected 8,098 people worldwide, um, and of those, 774 died. So, right now, if you look at it, it's pretty close. We're like, you know, 9,000 people have the coronavirus right now, but only 200 have died. So, like, it's, I think, my theory, just from like the past five minutes, of course, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but my theory is that coronavirus <laughs> is more easily spread, but less fatal than SARS. Because, yeah, we're looking at a fatality rate of estimated 2.2% yeah. for the coronavirus. That's that's a rough estimate, but... Also, interesting fact, I think, I'm pretty sure coronavirus is not the name of this virus. Coronavirus is the type of virus that it is. That it is. That's, that's what I was, yeah, I wasn't sure what to... I'm pretty sure SARS was a coronavirus, and Ebola also was a coronavirus, and swine flu. And the same family of viruses. I think it's like the same like subset of viruses, um, which is interesting, because they're all... From what I've noticed is all these viruses have similar... Um, like symptoms, they're all like respiratory symptoms. They're all like flu-like symptoms, um, and I don't know if that's like a com- a common occurrence with viruses in general. Honestly, I don't even know if I knew the flu was a virus. Tbh. That's true. Yeah, I was like I said, we're not experts on this, but it's we've done a little research and looked up and it's because I mean obviously I so I did take a biology class last semester. So oh, oh, pretty so, much an expert. Okay, you know, my MDD. bad. My, no, no, you're good, Doctor no, yeah. Doctor Ulrich. My bad. <laughs> First thing first, my biology teacher roasted anti-vaxxers, <laughs> and it was, it was kind of funny, but not important. Sorry if you're out there anti-vaxxers, but we respect your opinion, but you know, we may not agree. We don't agree. Wait, we don't agree. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, at anywho, yeah. So she was saying, so there's a difference between a bacteria and a virus, right? So bacteria is a living thing, and so when you go to the doctor and he prescribes an antibiotic, that literally goes in and kills that bacteria. Like, that literally gives uh-huh. it the ability to kill the bacteria, right? But a virus... Is not living. Is actually technically not living. So what it does is a virus goes to a host cell, and it injects it with its own RNA, and that's how it reproduces, is it just, like, hijacks the cell, basically, and creates more viruses. Um, and as... And because you're, like, non-living, technically, you can't prescribe, like, a medicine against it. You have to have a vaccine. Just... Which, and, yeah. And so. the vaccine, basically, what it does is it... Is it gives you a lower dose so that your body can so your body can get the proper the proper antibodies and... for it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so that's how it works and so the hard thing with vaccines though versus antibiotic is vaccines take you know forever to make mm-hmm. I was reading that like the, with the SARS virus that I think that vaccine took like I think something like twenty months twenty to months make. to make and so like obviously like they're gonna want to get started right now because there's no vaccine already so and what's like that's what they were doing like in Contagion too they were trying to, yeah. they were trying to grow it so they could. They could then test it and then make a make a vaccine for it to, to start you know. I mean testing on. And it. that's what's so hard about a, a new virus outbreak is that like, you have to. It's hard to know like is this become a big thing that I need to start making a vaccine because I don't want to spend all my resources and money making this yeah. vaccine if it's not going to be a big thing. But, but then when they start seeing it turn bad, then it's maybe could be too late be, and yeah, it's got to be, be tough. such a hard decision to make, honestly. And like I think the. Again, like we're saying, we're no experts, but like we the reason these things are so tough is because they 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 come from animals. And these viruses come from, from animals, and so therefore our body aren't you know they're not adept to inept to deal with this, because they've never seen anything like this before. And so the, these all these viruses that come out, they're they're new, they're brand new, and so the body's like, well, I don't know what the heck this is, and so 
Therefore, we have... There's a, literally no defense. Yeah, we have, we have a leg down in it. And so sometimes it's we see this and it starts to spread. And they're like, okay, this is serious. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they're working on it right now. But like I said, if it, it could be, it'd be tough. And then even sometimes viruses mutate, which, I mean, could get even more dangerous. And we'll yeah. see that how it goes ahead. But. And I think um, something I think is also interesting. So there's like, there's so many different things to look at when you're considering an epidemic like this. You know, there's so many different... Um, aspects versus, you know, are not versus infection versus deaths versus fatality. But also I think something that gets overlooked is the politics behind the reporting. That is true. Of yes. Viruses. <laughs> so I mean like, okay, um, this is interesting. So first off, China is a communist country, right? And China, yeah, really? <laughs> I'm just, shut up. Um, Tommy. Ah! Poppy. Um, China, 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 China. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. <laughs> no, no Trump impersonations. I'm oh, sorry. Continue. China, anyway, communist. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah, communist. Yeah. Um, and so during the SARS outbreak, they were um much more. I don't. Well, I don't know what's the word. Skeptical, or they weren't as proactive in releasing information about the SARS. That's what I was reading some stuff time. that the the WHO, the World Health Organization, was like. It kind of roasted them. A yeah, little. they were like they were like China was very difficult to to, to work, work with, with like last time. It's, they they said they were being a little better. Yeah, this time, be but, much more open this time. But they were, I did read but, some stuff. But it's, yeah, but it stands to reason, like, well, how much of this is being underreported? Like, are they making it sound better than it actually is? Mm-hmm. And also, I think, so there's, like, that spectrum where they do it on purpose. And I think another thing is, I think that a lot of, like, people may be misdiagnosing it, especially if these are doctors in more, like, rural areas where it's not as common or they don't have, like, the proper, like, lab equipment for it. That's true. Well, I mean, like, well, like, remember they're building the, they were trying to build those, like, the three one, hospitals forget, or yeah. a hospital in, like, ever, six days or three days. They were finished, it was, like, a thousand-bed hospital. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, they were, they were making some, they were building a hospital within, like, three days. I'm gonna see if I can find it right now. For some more room and beds for those infected, and it was, it was kind of interesting. I was like, wow, they're yeah. falling butt. But, oh, they're uh, yeah. actually doing two hospitals. Two? Not one, folks, but two. So yeah, it's it's always hard to tell. There's just so many different factors, and I mean we know it's bad, but to get exact numbers or what they may be hiding or oh, underreporting, overreporting. So, wow, they already opened one. Opens thousand bed. So they're doing two, and they already built one. Just after forty hours of construction. I don't get that. That's I fast. I can't understand that. Like what? <laughs> Eat your heart out, America. Uh, we're, we're, we're here. Oh, we're the extreme makeover home edition. Eat your heart out, extreme makeover home edition. <laughs> What's well? We're in Provo, where construction lasts in Utah. Oh my gosh! For three, five, ten years. Five hundred <laughs> for like a year and a half. Building hospitals in uh forty-eight hours. I can't even get over it. It looks pretty cool. Supply too. and demand. Like, Supply big, and demand. That's a big hospital. That's actually quite impressive. Wow, that's really impressive. Oh, this makes sense. Okay, so hospital. Sorry, we're still going to talk about hospital for a second. So I guess they're already planning on building this hospital. Um, so they already had like the plans. They're planning on building it in May. And so they already had all the plans, the blueprints, and all oh, that. Oh, so it was, it, was just a, it was just a matter of So they just, like, it, so. sped up the process. So that makes a little more sense. They're saying, like, doing it from scratch. It wasn't, like, out of thin air, like, all right, let's do it. It's like, first off, how do you even find the land in China? <laughs> but that makes more sense. Okay. That checks I guess out. that's fair. Once again, this is the internet, so I don't know. No, yeah, for sure. Well, so we wanted to, we wanted to go now, talk, start talking about, well, just talk about this, the impact it could have, and... Kind of go off what what we would do personally, and then kind of a best case, worst case scenario type of thing. Yeah. So I mean, so okay, as of right now, like I said, it's there's some days I'm more alarmed. There's some days I'm like, eh, we're chilling. But like I said, it is like this morning. It was at seven thousand deaths, and now it's at nine thousand. So I definitely think it's infected. 
Infected. Yeah, sorry, that's not death. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> then we'd have a real problem. <laughs> then we'd, that would we'd actually be freaking out. But, I mean, we've seen... We've seen cases in U.S., um, my own hometown in Arizona. Hopefully. It's not your hometown. Yeah, it is. Well, it's, it's in Phoenix. It's The Phoenix metropolitan area. area. Yeah, it's, it's big, your, okay. It's not your home. You weren't born in the city limits of Phoenix. <laughs> Shh. It's close enough. It just meant from our people in Arizona, all right? <laughs> so. But I'm, like I said, it's, it's, it's coming to the U.S. It's getting closer and closer. And we were talking about it's, it's now spread. The first cases that oh, have yeah. spread human to human. So yeah, so the from, the two infected in Chicago is the first case of it being spread human to human outside of China. I I don't know if it's outside of China, but at least for sure in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so that it just kind of like is evidence that um, it doesn't have to be only in China. That you don't have to only because because all now. the cases in the U.S. were people who had recently been to Wuhan and come back. So it's like oh you know it's like students like a lot of them been university students too also. But it's like you know person infected recently went to Wuhan, China. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. But the Chicago phone was the first one that's like, oh, this guy didn't. So yeah, so what happened was, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, but there was like two people and they're both like 60s and they're married to each other. And one of them went to China because I think her... Whole backstory on this, Tommy. I did my research. Oh, wow. Her parents lived there. Dr. Orange. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, her parents lived in Wuhan and so she went to visit them and she came back, went to the hospital, you know, had the virus. And then the spouse... Just got, like, confirmed with it as well. Case. Interesting. And so that just it, it's proof that it, it's spreading outside of China. Like, like it's like what do you call that? Like, oh man, I can't even think of it right now. Like hard evidence that that it's it that doesn't have to be on that side of the. It's hemisphere. transmissible from. Eat more easy than we thought. Yeah. Thank you. Well, okay, I guess let's let's get best case scenario. Let's do best case scenario first. Best case scenario. What do you think, Tommy? It whittles out here soon. It caps at you know, maybe ten, twenty thousand people infected. Maybe because I mean, like four hundred, five hundred. We thought SARS was a huge thing, and only eight thousand people got infected with it. Only seven. I mean, of course, it's sad that all the people died and got mm-hmm. infected, but like, but it's not to this. In the grand scheme ever. of things, it's really not that big of a deal. How um, much was swine flu? Swine flu was. Because I, I think that was kind of the same thing. It I mean, was with... bigger. It killed two hundred and three hundred thousand. So, like I said, we're. I said best case scenario. I mean, I think they've done a good job of the travel ban. Um, each case, I think they're really you know doing good at quarantining and. I think what it's like. Sure, so. I think what it's like is um, so the vast majority of these viruses start in Asian countries. And that's because of like their um, how they process like their meat and stuff. It's it's like it's all the much less food. sanitary. It's like open air markets and it's stuff. Yeah, the food markets out there with um, the exactly. And... and so I think what's happening is like they're kind of we're kind of learning from each case, each epidemic, mm-hmm. and so we're slowly like building up our knowledge of it and stuff. And so I think that like there's very it's very reasonable that this could cap out at. I think it's gonna fall like realistic. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Best case scenario. <laughs> Um, it falls somewhere between swine flu and SARS, like somewhere in the middle. So it caps out with total infected at like maybe like twenty thousand infected, and like four hundred deaths. So literally like double what it is now. That, I think that's the best case scenario. And like it, there's maybe like a handful of more, like maybe like five more people in the US that have it, and then it just dies out. And then it just dies out. Yeah. Worst case scenario, Tommy. What Worst... are we looking at? What are we looking at? Tell me. Worst... Crunch okay. the numbers for me. I mean, just crunch them. Boop. <laughs> Did it help? <laughs> that was an office reference for those who didn't yeah. know. You know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Uh, Michael Scott Paper Company. That's your hint. Okay. So, 
the worst pandemic in the history of the world, in modern history at least, was the 1918 pandemic, which, interestingly enough, was also an H1N1 virus, so similar to the swine flu. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, so this... So, of course, they didn't have as good, like, um, medical equipment and, like, medical counting. That's true. We didn't really know much what, like, even what a virus was or exactly. much treatment for anything. Um, so, it's estimated that 500 million people got infected, which might not sound like a ton right now, but for comparison, that's one-third of the world's population. One-third of the world's <laughs> population. Let me say that one more time. One-third of the world's population ended up killing... That is fatty. It ended up killing 50 That's million a people. fat amount. 50 million people died from this virus, which is the rough equivalent of how many people died in World War Two. You guys, that's insane. So yeah, so 1918, that's right That's right at the tail end of World War One, And so part of the reason that this, I think, spread is because they were... I was, I was doing a little, you know, research about it, and it was just saying all the soldiers coming home carried it with them and everyone you know yeah. heading home and so that helped that helped with the spreadability a lot which would be a unique case you know because i'm pretty sure it started in europe war. So yeah it, that's why because everyone's coming home from europe i mean so obviously like we don't have that going on but i mean travel's never been better than today's society we have planes everywhere every which way and so i mean it's not we're not we're not you know just i mean if, immune you, think, to if this. you honestly think about it like the amount of soldiers that came home during that time is probably the amount of people that travel in one day now i know seriously I mean, that's yeah, just off the top of my head but i feel like that feels right to me <laughs> So I mean I guess like worst worst case scenario I would I would think something similar to to the nineteen eighteen um, flu pandemic. Yeah. But like I said, it's adjusted for inflation. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because there's more people than I we don't I don't have those numbers right so now. So what's how many people are in the world right now? I'm just gonna do. It's like right seven, here. eight billion, seven, eight. Um, just type it up. Ask Google. Current. <laughs> current world population. World population. Census. There's not world sense. I know. Just... 7.5 billion. Was I right? Look at that scoring with the virus. It's linear. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Okay. Check the 1918. And let's do... Well, I'm just going to run some over here. Don't mind me. He's crunching some more numbers. Just just give him some time. Give him some time. Times. Dr. Walsh has got an unbeatable formula. That's like 2.5 billion people dying today. Wow, that's a lot. Let actually. me rephrase that. 2.5 billion. Billion. Billions and billions and billions and billions. Billions and billions. <laughs> That's a lot. So, we're yeah, we're looking at worst case scenario. It could it could be bad. Like Tommy said, one third of the population. That honestly blows my mind. Cause like, like I that's feel like that's so many. You people. hear like I remember hearing about. I remember I was in like junior high or elementary when swine flu was a big deal. And I remember hearing like how there's a prom in Park City that got canceled because of it. And like, but I didn't know personally anyone who had it or uh-huh. like anyone even like no friends of my friends who had it. Um. And so I was like, well, this doesn't really, like, affect me at all. But if one-third of the world population had the virus, then you're going to know a ton of you're people. Gonna, you're, yeah, the chances of you knowing people are 100%. At least, like, if you don't know them personally, like, acquaintances of the people you know. Mm-hmm. That's, um, yeah, that, that is yeah. so many people. It's hard to fathom that. So my question is, Holmes, um, let's say it's the worst-case scenario. Let's say 2.5 billion people are infected with this thing, and it, it, its fatality rate goes up. What would you do? So I guess. Like what is your survival situation? I, there's plan A, plan B, and plan C. I'm just kidding. Actually, I wish I was that prepared, but I, I'm actually not. But <laughs> it, the thing I think with this, it's always it's it's when it's a matter of when. It's like when do you kind of pull the trigger and be like, okay, this is serious enough that I'm gonna I'm gonna make a move. Because right now, I mean, like we're still obviously it's like it's it's serious, it's concerning, but it's still you know kind of we're kind of joking about it. It's kind of like oh you know it's a virus, like it might die out. Like realistically, that's what we think, but. If it does get worse, 
Um, I think, I think I'm going to try to, I would try to head home to my family, to my parents. To one of the initial brooding grounds for the virus. <laughs> I know, maybe that's not the smartest thing. But I mean, the thing with all these is you never take into account the social collapse, you know, of just, of everyone starting to panic and, and lose it. I mean, Wuhan, Wuhan is already starting to kind of feel that. There's the, they're starting to get that. And if that happened in the U.S., I mean, you can, you can get people to start being, you know, go crazy and it, I mean, the roads could get clogged. I mean, it's all those disaster scenarios. And that's that to me is always sometimes what the most dangerous thing I sometimes think, other than the virus, is the other half is the people around and what they do and how they act. And that's when things can start to... Yeah. When ish can hit the fan. So, I mean, my, my plan for now is I would try to stock up some food. I have some family here um, I would try to go with, but I would maybe try to go home. But if that's not possible, then... Try to hunker down somewhere and... You can come with me. You can go to my house. I could, I could go with Tommy. I do have a little... I have a mask. I have some food. I have a okay. to-go bag, but that's about it. Here's... I was reading that list. There's like common misconceptions with every epidemic. First off, if you have a mask, you have to have a new one every single day. You can't just wear one mask because... That's pretty good. That's, yeah, it has be on it. it. And like, honestly, I was saying like the best thing to do is just like wash your hands a lot. Like that's the most like... That's I mean, like the, it, it the makes best sense. thing you can do. And that's like it said in Contagion, they said like the number one just social distancing. So they just kind of lock themselves in their houses. And so that's when food storage comes in handy, folks. But I guess, so Tommy, what's, what do you think? What would your plan look so like? So if, you... if this was like worst case scenario, like the world was going insane, like school got canceled. I think, so here's what I think. I think um, I wouldn't take any action until work and school got canceled. So is that kind of your... I guess, yeah, what's, like, what's that, the indicator that it's like, okay, it's my, time to go? I think that'd be my base limit. If there's nothing really holding me back to staying down here, I would go home. Mm. So, if, like, my school had canceled indefinitely and my work said don't come, I would just go home in Ogden to Ogden and I would be with my family and I think we would just hole up. We would just, you know, go to some um, grocery stores that were not as popular. We, I, That's like, fair. Of yeah, course, everyone knows... Know. I was just like, we should try to be really strategic and really Moment. smart about everything you did because everyone would be panicking. So, you know, you would go to the places you know there's water. Because we have like those big blue 50 gallon water. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have some. Back so, I, we have like two or three of those. And so, you know, I think we get bottled water, a lot of canned goods, rice, you know, non perishables. And we just set and it out. And we just kind of like hole up in our house and just like seal everything off. Like, I don't know if it would really help to like duct tape around like the cracks of windows and stuff. But I think I'd like. What is it? Would it be that? You know, bad? I don't think. Or, I don't, I don't think know. it could hurt. I don't think it could hurt. At the very least, it couldn't hurt. And so I literally think we would say like, quarant- we would willingly quarantine ourselves in our house. And if that, if if we got to the point where like our neighborhood was getting really hard hit, I think we would just like go in the middle of nowhere. We actually have a cabin. Just go a cabin or camping. I think we just go something? to a cabin where there's like no one around you. It's actually not bad though. Out, I mean, out there, especially if you have supply stuff and you can survive. If you, I would say like, give yourself. yourself enough supplies to last like a month minimum, and then just go in the wilderness or go somewhere there's like very few people. I mean, like even in Utah, like you look at some of the counties. Like I, I'm a nerd. I was looking up uh, <laughs> voting trends in counties today in Utah in the 2016 election. He loves his politics. And yeah, I was looking up like Garfield County. Where, like, 100 people voted. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just go there, you know? That's true. For us, we probably live in one of the worst places for this to happen. We literally live in, like, one of the most college town, cities. like, pot, yeah, it's just not... People are idiots here. <laughs> I'm an idiot here. We're all, I definitely... I, I just think it, it's interesting to see just when the turning point would be. Like, would we see people kind of, like... Oh, you notice some of your friends, like, hey, I'm I'm heading out. Like, my parents say it's kind of serious. I'm just going to head back home. Or, like, 
hey, I'm not going to school anymore. Like, you know, kind of before. I was wondering if people would be like proactive sure enough or think. There would be, the, be the people who would. Maybe even like a little extremist too. They're like, oh, I'm out now. And, like, yeah, there'd be the people who would overreact and there'd be people who'd be underreacting. Underreacting, underprepared to be like, that, fine. That would be scary if you got to the point where like everyone was gone and you had no way out. And you're like, uh. Wait, what do you like? Like, like public transit shut down. Like, you're, you don't have a car. Like, <laughs> gas stations are out of gas. Yeah, and you're like, actually. you're like, I can't, I can't, I don't know, I'm screwed. That's when stuff gets scary, yeah, I don't know how to, that, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, that's, that's what hopefully, hopefully we're just, we just get out in time. Because well, that's when, I mean, things go down and, coronavirus. Well, because, yeah, I guess, like, you have to haul up until, I mean, I think eventually they, they find a cure or, or you keep yourself distance. a way to cope with it. i say, like, give yourself a month to be alone. And then I think by then that, like, the CDC will have made considerable progress or at least know, like, have better techniques in dealing with it, I guess. Or the virus mutates, goes stronger, and wipes out the entire human race. that's just how we all die. (laughs) Then it's just inevitable. Well, that was jolly. (laughs) No, I don't think that'll happen. We, our bodies are actually amazing. They're the best. They're, they fight so well, so. Awesome. Um, well, do you have any other, anything else you want to add? No, well, I think I just, like I said, we, we've been fascinated by this. There's just, like, there really, there's so many different aspects. We might have kind of been all over the place. But um, as far as now, it's it's looking, I don't know. Okay, I guess, yeah, give your last rate. What do you, like, realist, let's let's end on a realistic kind of approach, so realistic, like, with the feels. I think, realistically speaking, I don't think it'll be any worse than that. swine flu. Than swine flu. And swine flu, you know, killed 200,000, 300,000 people. How do you say that? Too? How do you say that number? I always have a hard time saying the numbers like that. 203,000 people. 203,000 people. <laughs> I always want to say 100,000. You're good. 203,000 people. And that was swine? Sorry. That was swine flu. So I think... Also known as H1N1. Realistically, it'll be around that number. If if that. In between that, in between now and 203,000. Until when it ends. I could see it... I don't know. But, but, but part of me feels like it could, it could be bad. I'm not going to say 1918 bad, but I feel like I could... Be a little more than swine flu, but I think anything more than that seems a little, a little high, and I don't, I don't think it'll get that. Like I don't think this is the one. I don't think this. Yeah, this is the one. But like I said, we don't, we don't know. I said these. The thing is, it's tough. These things are they're unproduct- unpredictable. They can change, and it's it's one of the easiest things. If it could spread human to human, you know, you know how fast. Because what we touch our face, what's the stat? We touch our well, it's, faces it's like, like seven times a day, or like seven times a minute, isn't it? It's like I think well, it's like two three times a minute, like a thousand times a day or something. I can't remember. It's like absurd though. I don't know. Well, like you touch it more than you think you do, and it's true. I mean, you're always you're wiping your nose, fixing your hair, eyes, scratching, scratching. So, like I said, we. I hopefully this doesn't go any better. Um, if it if it does get worse, we might give you another update, kind of our thoughts on it. But <laughs> before we shut off, I'll <laughs> before we shut off, yeah, we'll go uh, yeah, off yeah, 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 and our, maybe our other episodes, we'll, we'll give a little shout Shout-outs, out. Yeah. But 2020 is looking interesting, looking eventful to say the least. And it's not even February yet. So. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's look, look at 2020 one more time. Uh, Australia's on fire. Kobe Bryant died. Russia just fired half of their government. Uh, <laughs> the virus. Uh, there's really one. I don't know. Iran. I, oh yeah, Iran. Oh, Iran. Iran freaking shot down the plane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Trump's impeachment trial. I mean, there's yeah. just everything. <laughs> it's like all these like 
things that have like happened once every century are happening all the time. I know, I'm like, month. the virus, and I just, then it's just the Sunday, I'm like, oh, Kobe died, and you're like, oh, this happened. Oh, Australia still. Sorry every about week, that, every bud. week something new. So we'll see. Maybe something else will happen next week. But hopefully, I don't know. Yeah. Good days, but this has been our update with yeah, it's, uh, the experts. Been, it's been pretty interesting. Pretty Dr. Deep. Holmes and Dr. Ulrich. You know, MD. All right, well, my name is Dr. Ulrich. My name is uh, Dr. Holmes. And this is Sitting, Sitting on, on the Bench. bench.